0: Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with The Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today we've got a great show for you, as I always say. We've got Emily Cole coming on. She's doing some great things within the pop world. You know, we normally bring on country, but you know what? We're trying to expand a little bit and do a little bit more than just country. But we probably will always be 80% country, but we do want to bring pop, rock, and Christian and all that in there too. So we're excited to have her on. Uh, we're excited to hear yeah. little parts of her story And to hear some music and all that. So, Emily, are you here?
1: Hello. Yes, I am.
0: And how are you doing today?
1: (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you guys?
0: I'm doing Doing good. good. So, I always like to start with the big elephant in the room, and that's how is the virus affecting you?
1: Oh, man. Well, luckily, like, my family and I, we've been quarantining ever since, like, mid-march whenever everything first started mm-hmm. like getting mm-hmm. really bad um because my dad's like kind of in the medical field somewhat and so he pays a lot of attention to like what's going yeah. on and in- whenever it comes to sicknesses and stuff and so mm-hmm. um he was like okay everyone needs to quarantine he went and bought like 10 things of toilet paper for some reason i don't know it was apparently everyone did that it was it's crazy, but um yeah, luckily, we got like we didn't get coronavirus, thankfully, but we were like kind of under the weather for like a couple of days, but besides that, mm-hmm. we really haven't had any issue except for the fact that like most of my gigs got canceled for two months, um I'm just now mm-hmm. being able to start playing outside areas, like patio areas in places that are like oh, wow. distancing stuff and of course like if anyone gets close like I wear my mask and uh
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: I mean, it's we're fortunate to to wear like it hasn't like affected us too bad but I know yeah like a couple of people mm-hmm. actually my vocal coach like she had it and then a few other people oh, wow. around my age I'm 20 so a few other people around like 19 20 that are my friends mm-hmm. they got it too and I was like what oh wow so <laughs>
0: Because of course mm-hmm. at the beginning it was it was an older people's virus.
1: Right, yeah. So no one really like around my age who we were like, Okay, well if like we're not we're good, like we got good immune systems and then I started right. doing drugs one day and I was like, Oh no. Luckily it wasn't that but I know a few people who have gotten it. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wild. You know, one thing I like to do um, before we really dig deep is I like to talk about some of the um, light things before we really go deep because, you know, they laugh a lot. So what are some hobbies that you do outside of the
1: That's one of my favorite questions ever. Um, so I <laughs> – literally just turned 20 back in like April and it seems like it was Mm -hmm. just yesterday because of wherever you're quarantining for so long time just kind of flies by um so basically I just I like video games uh I so I Mm -hmm. play Call of Duty and League of Legends and stuff like that um I took up painting recently last night I just did a replica of um Squidward self portrait from SpongeBob. So I
3: did that last night. (laughs) Oh, Chris would love that. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'll have to tell our eight year old he is the hugest SpongeBob fan ever. We watch it 24 7. (laughs) Yeah. My family used to, we used to all sit together
1: whenever I was younger. I remember I was probably in like kindergarten, first grade, and Mm -hmm. we all used to have. Yeah. family nights where we just marathon Spongebob, I remember there was one episode, it was like the one where they were taking care of like Sandy's like bubble while she was gone or something and the, yes. got really yeah. the camera or the uh-huh. whatever it was and I was so yeah scared of that thing I I would like cry <laughs> it was
3: not <laughs> fun oh that's funny we saw that one recently yeah that one on yeah <laughs> so
1: yeah so, um, i mean yeah Oh, yeah, i was ahead. just gonna say yeah i can't really think of much else besides painting and video <laughs> games obviously like writing songs and stuff because like i do that yeah. constantly anyway. yes uh yeah i've tried producing a little bit in my free time um i'm still oh, learning wow. it's like some online thing <laughs> the learning so. curve there yeah, for sure. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And uh yeah, I'm I'm trying to get a few songs down somewhat produced at least. So, well, it's fun.
0: Well, you you can definitely do it. Like we got a friend of ours uh from Nashville named Justine Blazer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she got tired of being hit on in the studios. Oh my god. And yeah, so so what she did, she decided, you know what? I bet other women are tired of that too. So she bought like five or $10,000 worth of equipment to produce, called a couple of her friends that she can trust that, and said, teach me everything. Now she's a producer in Nashville. Wow.
1: Uh, okay. I think I know. I think we might have a mutual, Justine and I. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> there was, I can't remember who it was I'm friends with, but I'm pretty sure they know her.
0: Yeah. yeah, but that's the story kind yeah. of behind her of why she launched. She got tired of being hit on.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I, that's <laughs> the first time I've really heard that. Like, I don't know. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so what would you say is something quirky about you?
1: Oh, man. Well, um, <laughs> I my personality is very, um, how do I say this? a meme, basically. I'm a walking meme. (laughs) Um, It's kind of my brand at this point. I always joke about it at gigs. It's always fun. Um, But I literally, oh my God, it's, I try to make so me and my mom share a car but she lets me like put stickers Mm -hmm. on it and stuff and like decorate the inside (laughs) a little bit. And I literally am trying to make it to where it is a vehicle representation of me. So I have a QR code sticker. <laughs> I have a QR code sticker on the back of it where if you scan it, it rickrolls you. So if that says anything. I
0: <laughs> <laughs> love that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So
0: um, as we really dig deep now, um, tell everybody where you're from and a kind of a brief overview of you, kind of your back story a little bit.
1: Yeah, so my name's Emily Cole. Obviously, you probably know that already. Um, I'm 20-year-old pop singer-songwriter from Montgomery, Texas, little small country town about an hour or so north of Houston. Um, I've always been kind of, like, surrounded by music. My mom's family is all from, like, Louisiana and super Cajun. <laughs> They're always playing music and stuff. So whenever I was younger, we always had some type of MTV music going, country music, um, old Taylor Swift back on her first record, and so I grew up listening to country, and then whenever I was in, like, probably second grade, I want to say, I discovered uh, Tana Montana and Selena Gomez on Disney Channel, and so, of course, I started becoming obsessed (laughs) with that type of music, but the, the pop music and uh Mm -hmm. i knew for a long time but that that was what i wanted to do i would like write books in i know this is like Mm -hmm. this has to do with songwriting um but Mm -hmm. i wrote books in first second grade and like they would be full like chapter books that made barely any sense but it it was a thing i don't know i've always been a writer very creative
2: yeah
1: um I remember in, like, preschool, my mom, like, got approached by one of my preschool teachers after a school play, and they were like, oh, she has, like, really good pitch, and my mom didn't really know what that meant, because, like, I'm the very first person in my family to ever, like, try to do something with music, and so she was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. thank you, but didn't really think anything of it, you know? (laughs) Um, So... So, middle school started, like, wanting to, I knew I wanted to do music as, like, a profession. Um, And then I had a friend tell me about a songwriter's camp around here called Real Life, Real Music Songwriter's Experience. And so, Mm -hmm. it's basically this week-long thing where you write, record, and then end up performing your own song in front of, like, all the kids, like, families and stuff. So, there were probably 200 people in this place. And uh, I was 12. So I was like, this is awesome. I want to do this forever. Mm -hmm. And I've just been kind of rolling with it ever since, Uh, just working hard, writing, recording in the studio. Um, I released my very first self-titled album back in 2015. Um, I was 15 at the time. So definitely I can say that I've learned a lot through this whole music mm-hmm. experience whenever it comes to mm-hmm. writing recording and, like, vocally, I've grown so much. And so, um, yeah, I've released a few singles <laughs> to that album, and uh, I'm planning mm-hmm. to hopefully have an EP of some kind drop, like, either on Halloween or around Halloween. I've always oh, cool. wanted to do that. Um. So, yeah.
0: You know... You kind of stole one of my questions in your brief overview, which is fine. We love it when that happens. One of the questions I always ask is, because, yeah, you know, a lot of people they'll ask, when did you um, want to become a singer? But my question is always, when did you know that you could make a profession out of this? And you kind of told me middle school. So that was pretty yeah. cool that that came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's actually – so funny because i remember right before i knew i wanted to do music there was this Mm -hmm. thing that came to our school and they mentioned something about like basically it was a thing where you would interview someone that was like doing Mm -hmm. what you wanted to do and they were like yeah this one girl interviewed beyonce because she's from houston and i just thought that was like the coolest (laughs) thing ever and then fast forward three years later, I recorded my very first album in her father's studio where she recorded like a uh, love on top and halo and stuff like that. So it's kind of crazy how it comes. full oh, wow. Circle. <laughs> yeah.
0: You just never wow. know where it's going to lead. Huh?
1: Exactly.
0: <clears throat> so as you know, you know, a lot of people, they, they misjudge artists all the time and <clears throat> You know, they see the glory and they think it's fun, but they don't see the grind it takes. They don't see the sacrifices that an artist has to take if they're going to make it big. And um, right. I'll I'm gonna tell a story that'll help guide me where I want this to go. But I always like to bring out that side of it because m- very few people do, and I like to hear that yeah. side of it because I think it helps the whole industry as a whole to hear that it, that it's not easy. And um, yeah. so we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls back in 2014. <laughs> And one of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And, and at that time, they were full-time with music. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the day you want it to be a career – Everything has to change. You have to think different. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe music. So your friends and relatives will never understand because so they invite you to weddings. They invite you to holidays. They invite you over weekends. You have gigs. That's when you make your most money. So you can't just, yeah. up, you know, they think, oh, it's just a date that you have a gig, but there might be nine people that are part of what you're doing. So that means if you uprooted, you're, you're hurting nine people, not just you. And so they don't understand that side of it. She says, oh, you could have a bad day today, but if you've got a gig tonight, you've got to get on that stage and smile like there's no tomorrow, like you've got the best day ever. Your family has to sacrifice. Everybody has to sacrifice. She says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then Go all in, because the only way that those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit.
1: Um, hmm. Probably just, like, go <coughs> all in. Like I said, just, yeah, gotta <laughs> take chances, you know? Like, you never know unless you don't No, Wait, I wear that wrong. You never know if you don't try. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Because like, like she was saying, that there's so much price sacrifices for this. If you don't go all in, you're not going to make it. And she's like, you know what? Right. This is, this is you know, there's some careers you can be half in, but this is one of those type of careers that either you're all in or you're all out. It's just, and people don't get yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So tell us that side of it, the sacrifice side, some of the things that you've had to miss because of gigs and things you've had to do in order the grind behind all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember, because I've been gigging since I was, like, 13, 14, like, anywhere between once to Mm -hmm. three times a weekend. Uh, I remember a lot of times my friends would be like, oh, hey, do you want to, like, hang out? Do you want to go do this over the weekend? Do you want to do that? Because, like, you know, we're in high school, and I would just have to be like, yeah, I can't. I have gigs, you know? Like, I can't just, like, Mm -hmm. back out last minute. Like, that would be (laughs) awful. And so mm-hmm. definitely sometimes I've been like, oh, man, well, I could have, like, I could have been more social or maybe, like, if I would not have done, like, a gig or something, then maybe, like, something else would have mm. happened, blah, blah, blah. But it's definitely worth it because it's gotten me where I am today, and I love what I do, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, there was one point, it was, like, a couple of years ago. It was mm-hmm. I was like I was going through a phase of where like I didn't know exactly like what I wanted and who I was, you know? Mm-hmm. So I remember I was like, I just I need a break and I got a retail job at Urban Operators for like five months and don't get me wrong, like I love the friends I made and everything, but while I was there <laughs> I realized most of the time I was really thinking about like how I could be writing or, or working on a song <laughs> in the studio and stuff like that. Like, oh, man, I wish I mm-hmm. had a gig tonight and stuff. So eventually, obviously, I quit doing that retail thing, jig And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, fortunately, I love what I do to the point of where it's like it's not really that big of a deal to me to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, make sacrifices and stuff because, like, to me, yeah. as long as like you know that it makes you happy then really there's nothing wrong with it you know so mm-hmm. um, yeah hopefully i answered that right hopefully it yeah. made sense yeah
0: that was good that was that was really good you're fine you're doing fine now okay, cool. since we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side let's talk about the side that those sacrifices lead to because as you like you said it's, you've done some awesome things so when you look back on your on your career so far what are some moments where you're like wow I got to do that
1: yeah I mean I remember probably 14 I'm pretty sure I was either 14 or 15 and so my favorite radio station growing up was always Mix 96 because they played such like a variety of music that's like a local Houston mm-hmm. radio station down here and it was it's such a big deal. And, um, there was this morning show at the time. It was called the Adam Smasher show. I remember whenever I was in public school driving to school, well, I wasn't driving obviously, but I was like in the passenger seat, you Mm know, and uh, we listened to the Adam Smasher show on the way to school. And so whenever I was about 14, I had this lady come up to me at a gig And she was like, hey, um, I'm doing this cancer, like, fundraiser thingamajig. Um, Because I had a song at the time. Well, I still have a song. But it's called Stayed Strong. And it was my very first single that I ever released professionally. And because my cousin Taylor had fought cancer twice. Uh, Luckily, he won. He's still here. He's doing awesome. Um, So I wrote that song with an old writer of mine. His name's Chris. And she was like, you know, I really think this would be great to play on the Adam Smasher show or something along those lines. I was just so excited that I don't remember, like, small little details, you know. But I remember the day that I met her, it was, like, an outside gig, super hot. And, like, I was like, oh, man, I want to – I wish I could, like, hang out with my friends or something like that afterwards. But we had stayed, like, longer and we just – you know and made that connection and mm-hmm. eventually she had me go in and perform in their um the mix 965 has like a like I forgot the exact name of it but some type of lounge thing where it's like private events mm-hmm. are held like Andy Grammers played on the stage and like Tori mm-hmm. Kelly just like big names like that mm-hmm. um and so I was just 14 playing in there and they were like, "Hey, do you want to be on our morning radio show on so and so day?" And I was like, Um, "Yes!" And <laughs> it was so surreal, man. That was crazy. But I was like, "Man, if I wanted to stay those extra like thirty minutes at that gig, maybe that mm-hmm. would have happened," you know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So many times where you do things and you're like, <clears throat> you're like, you're you're wanting some breakthroughs. Like I remember back in. The, um early days of, of this show, I mean, granted, the show's only been going on seven months, but still the early days, about probably about the second month or so in maybe third month. And I remember I was at one of those moments where I was frustrated, and it's like, you know, I will always be a show for the rising artists, but you know, you still want yeah. bigger artists, too, to come on. I, you kind of want both. When we right. get bigger artists, it helps the smaller artists. So, mm-hmm. so you know, so it's like frustrating, because was like, Are are we doing the right thing? Because if we never get any bigger artists on, then then it really is we'll never build the foundation for the smaller artists. And -hmm. I was frustrated at that. And I remember getting the email. I really thought that I had a chance with this one person because I knew her parents. And I got an email back from her PR people saying they'll pass. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, of course, you know, you're. Knowing the family don't matter once you're signed to a label. Label is what matters. (laughs) And Uh so I'm frustrated, and I'm really questioning, should we even do this? And it was like an hour later. I got another email from another another PR company who who said, I would love to have six of our artists come on your show.
2: And I'm thinking,
0: oh, this is cool. So I'm scrolling through the list. And one of them was Anna Christina Cash, and I'm like, I wonder if she's any – thing part of the cash family and come to find out she's she was married or she is married to john carter cash which was johnny cash's Mm -hmm. and june carter cash's son so she's married his their son i was like like, immediately i was like yes we want all six send them our way and because of anna christina cash coming on that was kind of our first little breakthrough with the show it, it was like, it was. Then, we, we, then we got Carleen Carter. We got Georgette Jones. We end up getting Jenny Gill, um, Vince Gill's daughter. Um, G- Georgette Jones, that George Jones and Tammy Wynette's um, daughter. We, mm-hmm. we end up getting Carleen Carter, you know, and Taylor Lynn, the granddaughter of Loretta Lynn. So all of a sudden, all these legacy kids started coming on the show, all because of that one artist we brought on. And, and that was our wow. first real breakthrough. Then our next big breakthrough is about a month ago we got Cassidy Pope to come on. Yeah. yeah which was really cool. <laughs> you know, so we're looking for that next bre- you, you breakthrough. And you know what? We got a, song, a great songwriter coming up after you um, today too um, called Frank Myers. He, he, you, may have of him, you may have heard of the songs. And he, he's got number one hits like with I Swear um, was one of the, his big, big hits that he wrote. Uh, Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. the name sounds really familiar. I'm really bad with like remembering names off the top of my head, but yeah, that's so cool. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) So uh, what are moments where, you know, what drives you? you Because again, this is what drives us, this show and all that, you know, the moments, like I was just saying, that you just don't know where to go. And like you even explained a while ago that there were there was a moment where you just question everything what drives yeah. you, you to get past those moments what do you do at those low moments to to break you know, through
1: that it's crazy because whenever i have those low moments it's like basically i'm like feeling low about everything and then something cool happens and i'm like oh my god that's <laughs> awesome like it it's really funny because right whenever I start to, like, question and stuff, then that's always whenever mm. something good happens. And I'm like, oh, just kidding. That's why I do what I do. <laughs> like, someone can screenshot my song and post it on an Instagram story and tag me and stuff, and I'll it will, like, make my day. <laughs> so yeah. I really – I love yes. connecting people on, like, an emotional and realistic level, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I try yeah. to mm-hmm. – like make it to where the songs I write are all authentic to me and something that I can relate to because like I'm mm-hmm. 20 years old and a large portion of my listeners are around the same age as I am. Um, and yeah. so I tend to try and write stuff that I think, oh, maybe this will help somebody or maybe they can listen to this and it will make them feel happy on a bad day or something like that. So it's really cool to see how all that you know, evolves and turns out and that's always what pushes me to wanna do more and get content out there and stuff to connect with people. So yeah.
0: That is really awesome and I really love that. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna come back and play your song Ain't My Vibe and we're gonna come talk about that okay. how that sounds so hang on the line.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at the com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast I know you wanna go all night Until we see sunrise But that just ain't my
2: vibe Ain't my vibe Don't you got something better to do Than try to make me fall for you No, that just ain't my vibe Ain't my vibe
0: Love the song. Yeah,
3: yes, it's great song. Love it. Thank you so much.
0: So, tell us the story how that's and how it all came about that song.
1: Man, uh, to put it plain and simple to you, uh, me and my <laughs> friends, we were all talking and we're basically like, "Oh man, we're tired of dudes that just like use girls as objects and stuff, and only want one thing. Don't want to get to mm-hmm. know them as like a person." And so I remember I wrote, like, half of this, like, half asleep. I do that with most of my songs, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's, a, mm. it's a process. It's a little trick I have. Yeah. Um, and, and so probably wrote this in, like, 30 minutes because I was just like, okay, just write how you would talk. And so I just mm, wrote mm. all of it out and put a melody to it. This was the very first one that I actually wrote with – Using a guitar as a reference, and so I think that's Mm -hmm. why a lot more poppy um, and like you know happy sounding. So yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, loved it. So as you know, you know, being an artist, a lot of people Mm -hmm. see the artist; they don't see the team behind. And it doesn't matter if you've got one or two people behind you, or a hundred people like a like a Justin Bieber would have. You know, it doesn't matter how many people it is. There's always some team a little bit behind the artist, but they don't get enough recognition that I don't feel like. So I always let the artist right. talk about that side of it. So if you want to take a couple minutes just to talk about the team that helps you be who you are.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So basically, my mom was like, and is kind of like a stay-at-home mom, but Once Mm -hmm. I started planning to do this music stuff, she was there looking for gigs and and trying to get my music played (laughs) on radio. And so she's definitely been a huge part of why I am where I am today Uh, because she's really good at making connections and reaching out to people Mm -hmm. because I'm honestly a really shy person. Like, it might not (laughs) seem like it, but, like, I have bad anxiety, which keeps me from, like – reaching out and all that stuff Um, and Mm -hmm. so it definitely helps to have my mom like there and helping me with all that because like we live together you know Like she knows how it works and stuff so she's always making those connections she works probably gosh one of the hardest working people that I know so hi mom I know you're listening thank you um, (laughs) so (laughs) there's that and then my vocal coach, Theresa, she trained under this guy named Tom, and Tom actually taught, like, Demi Lovato, and there's a group called oh, Pentatonix, wow. uh, two of the members from that. And um, so she's amazing, and she learned that technique from him and then started teaching on her own. Um, and I remember I was, like, one of her very first students, I think. And so mm-hmm. – I'm I've been with her for, gosh, seven, eight years now almost. Um, so it's crazy how time flies. She's amazing. And then there's a guy named Chris who I used to write with. Uh, I wrote my very first album. I wrote all that with him except for, like, two songs. Uh, he was super mm. talented, learned a lot from him. And then um, the producer who produces all of my music and everything, his name's Eddie yeah. and He's awesome. I miss getting in the <laughs> studio with him because of this whole Miss Rona situation. is kind of a mm-hmm. bummer. So hopefully we can get back in and work hard soon before too long. And, um, yeah, he's amazing. He's I, – I can't even put into words. He amazes me every time. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, i yeah. trying to think. Uh My dad, he's always super supportive. And, uh, like, even though, like, he doesn't work, like, directly, like, in music, he's always, like, there. He helps as many gigs as possible. Uh, He's, he's, like, a full-time. He works full-time. So he's always mm -hmm. super busy. But he does, like, make the time to, like, come to gigs and stuff and, like, big events and support me. And he sends me and my brother, like, inspirational stuff here and there. And it's awesome to have all these people who mean a lot to you. Behind your back, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, b- behind your back. That's in the good way. In the good way. Yeah. Um, and then, and then um, there's a guy named Nino. He makes for a lot of Beyonce stuff, and he worked with mm-hmm. uh, Solange, which is Beyonce's sister. Her first her album that got nominated for a Grammy. I'm not. I can't remember if it won. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember something about a Grammy. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a plaque in the studio that we work out of that, like, has it. And he's really cool. He's amazingly talented. Um, He helped, like, mix my very first album. And then he, yeah, man, he's great. He's great. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then also my brother is a big part of it, too, because he, a couple of years ago or so, he took up, mixing and mastering music and stuff and he's produced a little bit for like himself and stuff um mm-hmm. uh, and so talented literally he's a golfer and he's trying to be a pro golfer yeah. but he literally whenever he started doing music stuff like <laughs> everyone was mm-hmm. kind of like where did this come from um, so <laughs> he i think he mixed gosh i'm trying to think he mixed my song dead feelings i'm pretty sure I can't remember which other ones, because there's been a lot. Uh, <laughs> but he's really cool. He's great. He's an awesome writer, too. So, um, yeah, I, gosh, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head right now,
0: but I'm sure <laughs>
1: there's people. So, people, if you're, if you're hearing this, thank you.
0: <laughs> Love that. Um, now, I can tell that your parents are really behind you on this dream of yours. So, oh, tell yeah. us a parent story. And, and of course, I know you probably got a thousand of them. They probably go above and beyond all the time. But I'm looking for one that kind of stands out to where your parents did something, where they went above and beyond, and you were like, wow, they really get, this is my passion in life.
1: Man, I mean, it's kind of that way with everything, you know. They always try to make sure (laughs) my brother and I I have amazing, like, opportunities and stuff whenever it comes to what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, They've always – said, you know, as long as you're working hard at what you're doing, we'll support you guys and be Mm -hmm. there as much as possible. And they've, uh, like, also, I don't want to, like, say, like, oh, they've helped, like, fund everything, too, but, like, we,
3: Mm -hmm. we both
1: do, but it definitely helps to have, you know, your parents supporting you and willing to put in the time and the effort and uh, to help make your dreams come true as corny as that sounds, but it 's true and that does uh, make
0: a difference a lot, A lot of people don 't realize that the, the power of parents because um, we talk it. with a lot like I said, we talk with a lot of artists and some are and we 've noticed that the uh, the artists and again you don 't have to have your parents' support to make it i don 't want people to believe to think that because right. some people don 't have that. But what we have noticed is the ones that seem to, to be rising are the ones that have that backing of their parents.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, look at Billie Eilish. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That is really awesome. So because, you know, you're big in the family and all that, so are we. We kind of consider our show like a family affair. And we kind of got a That's third co-host that, that we always bring on on the oh. show and we're gonna um, bring our eight year old on to uh, come on. And uh, we got a seventeen month old daughter when she gets older we'll be plugging her into the show too.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
0: Sandy's I love gonna it. get about to get him on. So I think she'll okay. give you him Here, now.
3: here's for with his question. Hey Hi Emily, what's your favorite food? My favorite food?
1: Ooh. Yeah Probably mm, either mac and cheese or Dairy Queen cheeseburgers or McDonald's chicken nuggets. (laughs) Sounds good. Heck yeah! A pizza. Do you like pizza? Dude, same. Let's have a pizza party (laughs) one day. Yes, (laughs) sure.
2: I love it. <laughs> thank you. He already Bye. Oh,
1: thank
0: you. Oh my god. <laughs> when? Does, when's that. the last time you you did an interview with a with eight year old on there?
1: <laughs> Never.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I always I always joke that you know what? He's our secret weapon. He makes our show memorable. He
3: is. Everybody remembers <laughs> him. He loves to be a part of it. <laughs>
1: That's great. I love that so much.
0: <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, oh, that question, man. Uh, it's so hard to pick just one. Oh, God. Um,
0: <laughs> well, pick a couple people.
1: Okay. We'll pick, pick, so pick, I'll one, be-
0: pick one dead and one alive.
1: I was just gonna say I'll do one dead, one alive. Uh, alive, alive would definitely be Billie Eilish, <laughs> either either her or um, her brother, whichever one is available, mm-hmm. you know, or I'll take both. <laughs> Why not? Uh, they're amazing, and uh, her and I have like yeah. similar. Styles, and so I think that mm-hmm. that would be really cool, um mm-hmm. uh, and plus, I look up to both of them so much, like literally she's like my main influence whenever it mm-hmm. comes to my sound and my writing style, and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I literally like i I love her, she's great, she's the <laughs> queen, um, so there's that, and then to write with someone who is dead, um oh gosh. I'm trying to think.
0: Some, let me. Let me. There's some good ones out there.
1: There are. Oh gosh. <clears throat> um. Hmm. I don't know if this would technically be like writing, but there <laughs> was a DJ. He passed away not too long ago. Avicii, the one that produced <clears throat> like "So Wake Me Up" when it's all over. He would be yeah. really cool. Wish he was
0: still here because
1: yeah, he was so talented. Mhm. <clears throat> Oh, and what yeah. would you
0: want to write about with them?
1: Oh gosh. Um man, I just kinda usually whenever it comes to co writing, I just kinda like vibe out let the session, you know? Let like it go, sometimes Lex. I'll I'll come in and be like, Oh hey, like uh, let's catch up. Like how are you doing? Like what's going on in your life? And we just kinda throw something together, you know? So it mm-hmm. would really just have to be like a in the moment thing if that makes sense.
0: Oh makes total sense. So I'm about to ask a question of a purpose for the way I ask it, and then I'll explain the purpose right after I ask it. If you had a magic wand, if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it kind of in that way, I always like the artist to open up a little bit, because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini before everybody knew who she was. And the answer she gave us, her five-year goals and stuff, was almost to the T of what she's living right now. So I always like to tell that story because a lot can happen in just five years. You know, many times people will say, you know, not much can happen in five, but a lot can happen in five years, and she's proof of that. Um, So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years?
1: Speaking it into existence, huh? Um, (laughs) Yep. Probably hmm, in five years, I'd be selling out Madison Square Garden with
2: there you go. three
1: Grammy nominations and a collaboration with DJ Snake.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: it. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> now... A lot of people they ask this question. I'm about to ask the opposite way. Of what I'm about to ask, I always do things backwards.
1: Oh,
2: nice! If you Same. could
0: meet, if if you could meet your future self, what would you tell her?
1: Ooh, my future self. <sighs>
0: yeah, because you know, because oh. you know, everybody always, everybody always asks if you could, if you could, um, say something to your past self. What would you say? I go the other way because I think this is important. Um, if you could meet your future self, whether that's five-year self, ten-year self, but, some, but somewhere down the line, you could be face-to-face with your future self, what would you tell her? Ooh, ooh, that's
1: deep. Ah, uh. <laughs> man. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. What would I tell myself?
0: And think about this. You're probably successful at this point. So they keep that in mind, yeah. as you're about to say.
1: Don't stop being yourself. Always be authentic and a real human being. Love that. So, yeah. <laughs> that
0: that's good. Because, again, you know, I, like a, a lot of people, they kind of go in that same direction when we ask that question, where they're like, you know, okay, you're probably living that dream. That, so stay focused, keep dreaming. And stay humble that's usually you know that kind of stuff is usually what people yeah. end up saying so because again you know like I'm looking at it as okay, your dreams are coming true. what mm-hmm. would you want to tell that person to help guide to help keep them grounded basically that's why I asked that question for
1: sure i've always been one to always be myself because like if you're not yourself and then like people. <laughs> like this version of you that's not really who you are and you're not happy with Mm -hmm. that what's the point you know you're just kind of like an actor at that point like if you wanted to be an actor go into acting maybe perhaps (laughs) Uh, so yeah I've, I've always been super into like authenticity and I noticed that a lot of People and artists nowadays that are starting to blow up—they're just them, and it seems mm. to work. It just works. I mean, I really think that it's because people like when people are just real, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and talking about Absolutely. authenticity, I, I remember when we were launching our show back in January, I reached out to a Nashville friend. I asked what advice would he give us, and I think this is kind of leads into the same thing what you were just saying. And he said he would only give one a piece of advice. This is be and stay authentic. He said, you could tell every Bobby Bones joke, every Ty Bentley joke, because he knew we looked up to those, those hosts. And he said, you might even do a pretty good job at it. And you might can create a fan base. He says, the problem is that the day is going to come. And when that day comes, you'll lose every bit of your fans because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if, You stay authentic right from the beginning. Your show might grow slower, but it'll grow with the Mm -hmm. right people.
1: Exactly.
0: And I've never forgot that. So I am me. You know, when we're on the show, I'm not professional. I ask questions. I talk. (laughs) I probably chit-chat a little too much sometimes, but that's me. Me (laughs) too. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hey, that's great, though, because Mm-hmm. I was
1: just going to say they yeah, great, though, because it's, like, enjoyable, you know? <laughs> like, we're, mm-hmm. we're, you're an
0: actual human. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first started the show, I told Sandy, I'm going to have conversations with people. I'm not going to make it. I mean, you all ask questions. Right. But I don't want it to feel like an interview. I want I want it to feel like when we get off the show, people are going to be like, full oh, friend, getting together, having a conversation with the world listening. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, those are my favorites.
0: So let's say you had a friend of yours, and let's say him or her can sing, and you heard them sing, and you're like, wow, they got something special. And let's say they've played maybe 30 shows so far. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. And let's (laughs) say that they've played maybe 30 shows so far, so they're still getting their feet wet of being on stage. Um, But Mm -hmm. they've gotten on that stage. And they got what every artist talks about, that artist, that stage bug. And they look over the crowd, and the crowd's like cheering and roaring, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, Emily, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: give it all you can, you know, just go for it. Cause like I said earlier, you never know if you don't try, um, Mm -hmm. just keep writing, keep working, um, look into resources and research, 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 if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. get as many connections as you can and just market yourself. And, uh, yeah, just, but always, obviously like always, for yourself and uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if that made sense. <laughs> yep. Perfect sense. Now as you know, since we're speaking of advice for up and coming artists, you you know, every artist has friends that are also up and coming too, just like themselves. Mm-hmm. Tell us a couple people that you know who are up and coming who who people should know.
1: Oh gosh. Well, um I have a couple of friends who are in a band. Um, I think, I can't, I'm pretty sure they're still going by this name. Uh Wonderheart. Mm-hmm. They're up and coming. They're releasing music. They're amazingly talented. Um, but Justin and Melissa, y'all are awesome. Kurt, you're awesome. Mm-hmm. All y'all are awesome. Um, amazingly talented. And they're local musicians trying to make it big. So definitely, you can look mm-hmm. up, They're on Facebook. I'm pretty sure their Goodnight Copilot page is still up, so you can go to that, check Mm. them out. And then they also have a page for their band, Wonderheart. Um, So check them out. They're awesome. Like I said, like five times now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. Gosh, I know so many people. They're just, oh, gosh. Um, Who else? Who else? I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, you know, sometimes being put on the spot makes your mind go,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, oh, I remember. There's a girl named Shreya. Uh, she does music with my producer. We use the same producer. Uh, she's awesome. She's on Instagram. Shreya sings. Uh, she kind of does like pop R and B music too. Um.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, they're great. Love all of them to death.
0: Love that. As we come to a close here at the show, um, is there a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do?
1: Oh, gosh. Is there? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) hmm. Maybe, gosh. Well, some of them do ask this. Some of them don't. It really just depends. Probably, like, what Mm -hmm. instrument do people play if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's actually a good one so what do you play yeah.
1: oh gosh well uh <laughs> i taught myself guitar and ukulele shortly yeah. after um
3: oh, youtube cool. is
1: your best friend i love YouTube <laughs> more than anything on this planet uh, <laughs> not really but you know what i mean uh so <laughs> i've definitely use that to my advantage. Um, I would just like look up people playing songs and just kind of copy mm-hmm. their finger positions on the guitar. Um, yeah. so yeah, I talked to guitar and then picked up ukulele a few years after that. Um, it's really, it's okay. What I'm about to say might not make any sense to some people. It makes sense to me, mm-hmm. but it might not because like <laughs> my mind is just weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, basically, if you take the bottom four strings on a guitar, that's a ukulele. Like a ukulele, the tuning is literally just <laughs> the bottom four strings of a guitar. So, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can just put your fingers in the position of the bottom four strings on a guitar, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. Because um, that's definitely what helped me. Uh, what still helps mm-hmm. me if I'm like, oh, I played this song on guitar, but maybe I'll try it on ukulele for today. I just kind of go with it, and uh, it uh-huh. works out. Like I do I do uh, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash, but I thought I'd be oh, wow. to play on ukulele, and so
2: uh-huh.
1: it's, it works.
0: It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Yay. Crazy little tip there, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh just real quick going back to your question about like friends of mine who are up and coming. Um this mm. dude I know his name's Dakota. Uh he used to be my drummer in my very first band. Uh he has his own band for himself now with like four or five of his other friends. They're called Codon. Uh it's K-O-D-O-N. and they're yeah. so good. I love all of them to death. Um, they're on Facebook and Instagram. So you guys can go check that out and stuff. And, uh, they're super genuine, super humble. Um, yeah. So just thought I'd throw that in there real quick (laughs) before I forgot.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach you.
1: So, uh, my website is emilycoleofficial.com. That has all my social media on it. Uh, for the most part, everything is Emily Cole official. Um, I'm on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify. If you search Emily Cole, ain't my vibe, it'll come up. Um, there's another Emily Cole, too, who's like a musician and stuff. We look nothing yeah. alike. she like blonde hair, I'm the one that has the crazy colors going on, and I'm the pop singer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm basically on all the medias you can be social on.
0: Friends. <laughs> I love yeah. that I love that. So, as yeah. we come to a close here, we really enjoyed having you on today, and we look forward to having you back down the road.
1: Thank you. Much for having me, this was so much fun, and hopefully, I heard y'all are songwriters too, so maybe we can co write at some point.
3: Oh, that, we would that love would that! Be really
0: awesome!
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you,
0: you, you should participate in our songwriting challenge. Yes.
2: <gasps> oh, yeah,
0: because we're what, and just to tell you a little brief, I'll, I'll take a quick mm-hmm. moment to take what we're doing. We've had our first one do it so far, Ashlyn Grayson, she did awesome. Basically, what really we're well. doing is you tell us three topics that you would like to write about. Sam and I will pick one. We will write lyrics specifically for one of the topics. We give you the lyrics. When we give it to you, you have 24 hours to turn it into a song.
3: <gasps> Whoa, that's cool. And,
0: and then at that 24-hour period, we go live on – the, um, on our fan page, the Facebook page, for you to talk about the song a little bit and perform it live.
1: That's so cool. I've literally, that's the first time I've ever heard that concept. That's so cool.
0: You know, we like to write lyrics, and I kept trying to come up with ideas. We do. We love it. What would be an easy way to get people mm-hmm. to want to work with us? It's like, well, we'll create a challenge around it. Yeah. Make it a 24-hour yeah. thing. We get lyrics in their hands, and again, the artist can tweak the lyrics all they want. I mean, granted, we don't want you to change it everything, and then of course, it's not even the same. But you know, but right. the lines can be tweaked. The lines can be maybe you maybe the first verse should be in the second verse, and vice versa. We're okay with that. Yeah, you know, adding to right. it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know,
0: but you know, uh-huh. the little tweaking is fine. But the key, the goal is to have fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome.
0: And that's kind of the challenge that we, that we're, uh, and like I said, we just did our first one um, this past weekend. We got our second one coming up this next weekend. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Oh my God.
1: That's so cool. Love it.
0: Most artists do. So we're going to, we, one of the artists privately, private message that said, I think you've got a winner here. I sure hope so. It's going to be really cool to to do this, uh, you know, two, two times a week would be really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, Cool.
0: So, just wanted to throw that out there Just keep us in mind about that If you want to, just, you can email us and let us know But again, yeah, we enjoyed man. having you on the show today And we look yes. forward to having wow. you back
1: Thank you so much for
3: having me This was so much fun right. Oh, same we here We
0: appreciate that you know, We want it to be fun and we, want it, we, and we want people to be able to get to know the person It's not about the music, it's about the person to us that's
1: yeah, right. that's amazing. I love that. That's so cool. All
0: right. Well, you have a blessed day.
1: All right, y'all too. All
0: right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: Uh huh. Thanks.